Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Recently, I had Barb Tilson on Song of the Soul, and I wanted to thank her for connecting me up with today's guest, Stuart Stotts. I should have tracked him down long ago, having had the beginning of a connection to Stuart through another of my longtime friends, Bruce O'Brien. Thing is, Barb, Bruce, and Stuart all intersect powerfully in a wonderful group called the Children's Music Network. But before you make the hasty and mistaken assumption that Stuart's music is all or even mostly for children, think again. While Stuart has made a living working with children, schools, and in various ways of bringing music, storytelling, and creativity to young folks, he's got a lot of deep, moving, and even funny songs for us mature types. Stuart Stotts joins us via Skype from DeForest, Wisconsin. Stuart, I'm so pleased to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Mark, I'm delighted to be able to talk with you, so I'm looking forward to this. I think I got to know your name, I don't know what it was, maybe 30 years ago. Wow. And the reason I would know of you is because of Bruce O'Brien, who lives here, or lived here on Eau Claire at this time, and he, of course, talked about Children's Music Network, and he'd bring songs back. So that's when I heard your name. Have you known Bruce for a long time? I have, probably for longer than that. And I love Bruce. He's not only a dear, sweet soul, but his songwriting is a model for me in just sort of simplicity in the best possible way. And he has concentrated a lot on kids in terms of performance. I know you got involved with kids' music performance, that kind of thing. Does that change the music selection that you have available to you? Well, yes and no. I mean, a good part of my work, a vast majority of it, is done in a children or family or educational setting. So that definitely brings a certain type of song. At the same time, as a songwriter, I write a lot of different songs, some of which have no apparent market, but which are just what I do as an artist and someone who is trying to express what's inside. In the 10 recordings or so that I saw via your website, stuartstots.com, by the way, folks, of these 10 recordings that you have listed on your site, how many of them would be kid-oriented versus adult-oriented? Do you make adult-oriented recordings? Well, I do. And you always have to be careful when you say the word adult, because if you put that on your web page, you're automatically come, you know, as a filter for a site that people don't want to go to. So grown up is actually a better term. I think, let's see, I have the storytelling one. I have the elder voices. I have maybe three or four of those are intended for adults. A grown ups, grown ups, grown -ups get it right. See, making my own mistake there. Oh, man. Um, yeah, for grown ups. So yeah, something like that. So rated R is what you're saying. Rated, rated, potentially, anyway, potentially. <laughs> so you've done this work in educational settings, maybe kids, maybe teachers. I mean, so what kind of settings do you actually go out to regularly? So I've been doing this for over 30 years full time. And 
for the first 20, 25 years, I did a whole lot of school assembly programs. And that's where you're in the gym or the lunchroom and you've got 250 kids and you've got 45 or 50 minutes and the teachers are sitting on the sides in their folding chairs. And it's actually really fun. It's a great thing to do in schools. The community building that happens and sort of, you know, kids are most of the time they're sitting in classrooms and I do very fun, participatory kinds of programs that combine music and and some storytelling as well. But over the last five or more years, both the money and the educational opening for things like assembly programs has plummeted all over the country. So people I know who do school programs, who used to do, you know, 150 shows a year are doing 20, etc., So there was that. And I've also done countless number of school residencies where you go into a school for three days or two weeks or anything in between and work with kids on generally writing songs for a performance. And nowadays, I mostly do those kinds of things with my dear friend Tom Pease. And we'll go into schools and we're doing it next week up in Mosinee, working with kids to write songs or portions of songs anyway. And then the third educational thing Uh, Really, two more, I guess. One is I I work with the Kennedy Center, and I'm a Kennedy Center teaching artist. And what that means is I travel around the country doing workshops for teachers about how they can integrate the arts. And in my case, it's usually music or storytelling into their everyday curriculum. How can we keep the arts alive in schools because they're so threatened? Then last of all, I do uh, trainings, whether it's conferences or workshops for early childhood teachers in particular on how to songs. They're looking for repertoire and ways to use songs to make their classrooms more vital. So those are kind of the four educational venues that I have. Then there is the grown-up market, which is mainly what I think we're going to be hearing today. So what have you got to share with the grown-ups, the people over 18? These are more what I would think of the title of your program, you know, Songs of the Soul. Oftentimes, they'll have a political bent to them. And I think that this is the oldest of the songs. It's called World Citizen. It's a song I wrote back in 83, maybe. When Lori and I were doing our work out doing political rallies and coffee shops and things like that, although I wrote it in the political arena or whatever, many people saw it as a good song for kids as well. So it became an entrance to singing with kids, although I don't really think it's a great kid song. It's not a bad one. And I like the song for what it is as well. For you grown-ups and for any young folks listening too, here is our first song by Stuart Stotts here today for Song of the Soul, World Citizen. From Timbuktu to Lima, Peru, from Shanghai to Nepal, from the deadly fence between Berlin to the ancient China Wall, from Tyre to Vladivostok, from Cairo to Cape Town, from Sydney to Seattle, I got neighbors the whole world round. I'm a world citizen, world citizen. step up and shake my hand. I'm not just from Wisconsin, not just American. I'm a world citizen, world citizen, knowing the whole world round. You and I can break those borders down. You can pick up a phone most anywhere and call up Singapore. You can get on a plane in Mallorca, Spain, and fly to El Salvador. Oh, the world keeps getting smaller and we keep getting strong. But we're not getting anywhere if we don't get along. I'm a world citizen, world 
shake my hand. I'm not just from Wisconsin, not just American. I'm a world citizen, known the whole world round. You and I can break those borders down. There's always confrontation, we just might disagree. You can be a world citizen and not think just like me. We're all riding on the same train with a lot of work to do. But no one's just a passenger, everyone's part of the crew. I'm a world citizen, step up and shake my hand. Not just from Wisconsin, not just American. I'm a world citizen, known the whole world round. You and I can break those borders down. Regular folks around the world, peace is what we're looking for. But it always seems like the ones on top keep on talking war. One of these days we'll be so strong, they'll get out of our way and help us build a peaceful world. And this is what we'll say. I'm a world citizen, step up and shake my hand. I'm not just from Wisconsin, not just American. I'm ready to be inspired here today by Stuart Stotts as he shares songs like World Citizen for Song of the Soul. That is from his recording, Good Friends. Uh, that's uh, quite a few years ago you produced that. As you said, you were singing with Laurie back in the 80s. And so that was what, 84, 85? I think it came out in 85, I want to say June of 85. It was an LP. <laughs> and does that mean that it plays faster when it's on recording and when it's on digital? It means you can use it to scratch if you're rapping. <laughs> yes. I don't suppose you've ever done that. I haven't gone quite that far in that direction. <laughs> Were you raised with a political bent, or is this something that came on you later? My father was a minister and later a professor and an administrator at a seminary. But he was very politically active, in particular around civil rights. Back when I was very young, early 60s and so on, late 50s, that was a, a passion of his. And he got himself in trouble for that, got fired from a job as a chaplain for bringing in a civil rights activist to speak and so on. So he was very much someone who cared about political things. And then, you know, the, the Vietnam War also was a very active time there in the late 60s and so on that I was peripherally, I mean, I was only 10 or 11, but it was all around me. World Citizen was our first song, and it gives a flavor. It's not heavy-duty political, but it's certainly got this sense of an ethos of the world together. What do you want to share next? I'd like to play Music in My Mother's House. This is a, the song, I mean, if someone has a hit, this is my hit, right, in a very small way, but it's been recorded, I honestly don't know how many times, many. 
The short story is that I wrote the song on a bus and I had no real thoughts about the song. And my friend, well, actually, Lori heard it and said, that's a great song. And I said, it is. And through a variety of channels, including Ronnie Gilbert, who was part of the Weavers, um, she picked it up and sang it. It sort of made its way around the world now. I want to have you play that, Mark, because it speaks to this ongoing theme in my life, which is just people singing together. And World Citizen was written to be accessible, uh, not hit them over the head, but something people could sing along on. And Music in My Mother's House speaks to that same kind of desire and speaks to a time when people did sing together more. Because in my work, a lot of what I do is help people remember that they like to sing together. I'm not a particularly wonderful singer, but it doesn't matter when we're singing together. We're just, you know, it's sort of a more Pete Seeger kind of approach. So Music in My Mother's House is a way to think about this idea of making music together and how it's in our soul. Stuart Stotts, Music in My Mother's House. There were wind chimes in the window, bells inside the clock. An organ in the corner And tunes on a music box We sang while we were cooking Or working in the yard We sang because our lives were really hard There was music In my mother's house There was music All around There was music in my mother's house And my heart still full with the sound She taught us all piano But my sister had the ear She could play the harmony For any song she'd hear Well, I don't claim much talent But I've always loved to play I guess I will until dying day There was music In my mother's house There was music All around There was music In my mother's house And my heart still full With the sound Those days come back so clearly Although I'm far away She gave me the kind of gifts That I love to give away And when my mother died And she'd sung her last song We sat in the living room Singing all night long Singing la 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 Singing the front porch songs Singing the old torch songs La 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 Singing the hymns to send her home And there was music In my mother's house There was music All around There was music In my mother's house and my heart's still full with the sound And my heart's still full with the sound 
you'll find that song, Music in My Mother's House, on Stuart Stott's recording, One Big Dance. And you'll get it recorded by a lot of other people. You mentioned Ronnie Gilbert, and then you were saying you like to kind of sing, group sing, have people joining in music together in the way that Pete Seeger did. And for those who don't know, Ronnie Gilbert was part of the Weavers along with Pete Seeger and two other folks. So, yeah, it's very much in that vein. And I'm curious about this song because, you know, Bruce O'Brien, who we already mentioned, he has In My Family's House, where he's singing about music in my family's house. And this is a wider theme, isn't there? My Father's House also? Probably so. You know, Bruce's song, which I've actually sung, I love that song. It's kind of a zipper song. You know, all the things that will be in uh, his family's house, fresh baked bread, lots of games and so on like that. You kind of insert ideas. It's a fabulous sing-along song. It's kind of a uh, nostalgic sense of a time when people would gather on the front porch and sing on a Sunday afternoon and A lot of people hark back to that in their soul, even if they have very little experience of it in their own lives. And how much of this song is biographically true for you? Wind chimes, organ, music box, uh, French porch songs, torch songs, all that. How much of this was what you grew up with? (laughs) <laughs> Very little. <laughs> it, uh, the song came after talking with a woman at a uh, nursing home. She kind of pulled me aside and was like, you know, there was always music in my mother's house. I love music, you know. And then I talked to her 10 minutes later and she said the same thing. And that was enough to get the phrase stuck in my head. I drew on little pieces. My mom played piano, you know, but we didn't really have the experience that is described in the song. Give us another one. I'd like to, again, mix it up here. We'll jump ahead to uh, actually 2005 or six, and we'll play the rock and roll song. This song is called The Change You Want to See. It's the famous quote attributed to various people from what I've seen as it goes by about, you know, you must be the change that you want to see. And I was really not raised on folk music. I was much more raised on pop music and, you know, WLS and WCFL in Chicago. And that's more my sensibility in terms of what I listen to. So I was fortunate enough for about three or four years to be in a rock band. It's called Tongue and Groove. Our purpose was to play music that had a political bent to it. Not all of it did, but that had that sensibility, but also that people could dance to. And it was really fun. We had a a great singer named Lynette, and I played guitar and wrote most of the songs that we did. And this is one that we would always play and that I, I sometimes even do acoustically if I'm in that sort of situation. Change You Want to See. It's a song written by Stuart Stotts. It's performed here by the band he was part of for a while, Tongue and Groove, and it's on their recording, We Are Everywhere. Stuart Stotts goes to it.
rocking out with Stuart Stotts here today for Song of the Soul. Change you want to see. And what happened? Did you just rock yourself into oblivion or what? What happened was, you know, we're, we're grown-ups, right? And it just became increasingly difficult to sustain what it takes to be in a band that plays, you know, Saturday nights starting at 1030 and rehearse. And we had kids, so scheduling became difficult. It's the way of all bands, right? Or almost all bands. There was nothing acrimonious or anything like that. It just sort of slipped away. Folks, we are speaking to Stuart Stotts. His website, stuartstotts.com. Stotts, by the way, is S-T-O-T-T-S. And Stuart is spelled the way that you probably wish it was. You probably would imagine. (laughs) (laughs) In, In any case, you don't have to remember it if you just come via Northern Spirit Radio, because this is Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. NorthernSpiritRadio.org, organic, not commercial. That's why you should come via Northern Spirit Radio to find links to all of our guests for the past 13 and a half years and many wonderful, wonderful folks we've had over these years, both for Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action. And we've got links to them for their information, song lists, lists of the stations across the country, and there's some 37 of them who carry our programs all around the USA. You find that on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. There's a place to post comments on this interview with Stuart Stotts. And let us know that you heard it, that you loved it, and that you can pass it on to other people. Give us suggestions of who we should be interviewing. There's also a donate button. This is full-time work, but it's supported by your donations. It's not supported by government, and it's not supported by corporations. It's because you, the listeners, want to make it continue. Unless you click donate, that is less likely to happen. Even more importantly, though, and I would love your input on this, Stuart, you've got WRT down there in Madison. Community radio stations are invaluable. They provide news and music you get nowhere else. And in this diminishing number of options that we have in the market, right now some six corporations control 90% of our media, and that's just too tight of a control. If those six get together and don't want to let the news out, they can stifle it. And if they don't want people people to hear World Citizen by Stuart Stotts, they can stomp it out. Community radio makes a big difference, so I want you to support them first. So what stations around Madison do you find particularly valuable? For me, it's mostly WORT or the you know National Public Radio affiliate here. And I would add that one of the great things in the last few years or whatever is that community radio stations now become accessible over the internet to everywhere. So they're both community and international at the same time. But Ward has been this constant presence for the outliers and the things that just don't belong anywhere else, and both politically and musically and local news and so on. So community radio stations are incredible valuable and we're supporting at every turn well people are tired of hearing me talk but they'd love to hear you share another song (laughs) great let's do sailing one of the great delights of my work in music has been work with my friend Tom Pease. And Tom is an amazing children's performer in particular. He's a great singer too, but he's when you've seen Tom perform with kids, it's just about as good as it gets for that kind of thing. And he's taught me a huge amount about it. And at the same time, we've recorded a couple of recordings. We're, we're working on another one now and uh, have done a lot of work in residencies and performances together as well. So I wanted to collect some songs that I'd written 
mostly that were about aging. And this began with my friend Lori, and we did a lot of work in nursing homes and talking with people. And music in my mother's house came out of that work. You know, you'd listen to people and hear their stories, and often it might lead to a song that I would write. This didn't really come from that, but uh, the one we'll play after this does. This is a recording I made with Tom singing along. It just sort of, it seems like a soulful kind of song. It seemed like a good one to put on your program, Mark. I'm glad to have it here, and I'm thankful that you chose to share it. Stuart Stotts sharing his Song of the Soul today. It's from the recording, Elder Voices, and the song is Sailing. If dreams were ships upon the sea I'd be off and sailing on breezes blowing warm and free. I'd be off and sailing, 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 where the wind's prevailing, the tide would rise and carry me. I'd be off and sailing. If dreams were ships upon the night, I'd be off and sailing, headed somewhere far from sight. I'd be off and sailing, sailing, sailing. When the eastern sky is paling, I'd be home by morning light, headed home from sailing. There's nothing that I'm looking for I am off and sailing Headed toward a distant shore I am off and sailing Sailing, sailing No success or failing Till the breeze will blow no more I'll be off and sailing Sailing, sailing Where the wind's prevailing Till the breeze will blow no more I'll be off and sailing Sailing is by Stuart Stotts StuartStotts.com Question about spelling Come via NorthernSpiritRadio.org <laughs> No one misspells northernspiritradio.org. Those are sight words. So <laughs> Yes. And Tom Pease is helping him in that recording. Tom Pease, one of the places I most enjoyed seeing him, and he's been there multiple times, is the MREA Energy Fair, the Midwest Renewable Energy Association. For people who haven't flocked to Wisconsin for the MREA Energy Fair, you don't know what you're missing. I assume you've made it a number of times. I have, and I played up there one year, and back when I was in college, I went to a college that had a, a whole course on alternative energy back way before it was you know, something that was like it is now, more widespread. And Tom's house, is he's got solar panels and hydronic floor, and he's been involved in that for a long time. We actually wrote a song together to the tune of Walking in Jerusalem. It was called Getting Our Energy from the Sun. And MREA is just staggering in terms of, you realize 
what the options are for people way beyond what your mainstream world would tell you is available to help make what I think is a really significant way to change the planet to get involved in alternative energy. And you know, the crazy thing is, I've never interviewed Tom. What's wrong with me? I mean, I don't get it. Well, put him on the list, Mark, because he's <laughs> fantastic. You'd enjoy it for sure. And Tom, you'll probably hear my interview here with Stuart one time or another. Don't forget my number. It's on my webpage. I'll be talking to you. Yeah, I'll be the intermediary here. Mark, meet Tom. Tom, meet Mark. There you go. Thank you so much, Stuart. And I really want to hear some more. What can we do next? Let's do Counting the Planes. This was one of those songs that came from talking with somebody back when we went into Iraq. Basically, the message came from George Bush II that, you know, let us take care of it. You all go shopping. If I can paraphrase what he said, don't worry about the war. I started thinking about how different that was from World War II, where everybody felt connected to the effort, from what I hear, with uh, victory gardens and, you know, rationing and things like that. So I did a little project where I went around to senior places, the sort of usual places, and talked with people who were, you know, younger then, this was 15 years ago or a little more, who had been part of World War II in one way or another, including civilians who stayed in this country. And it was fantastic to talk with people about what it was like to live through that. And I heard, you know, veterans tell stories that were wonderful and very moving. I wrote a song at the time about listening for the bells, where when the war was over, all of a sudden these bells broke out all over the countryside and people knew, you know, in a way that we could never know now. It just was a more of a communal thing than just getting it as an alert on your phone. But this song came from a man who had been an airplane mechanic in England. And this experience, powerful experience of watching people fly out and waiting for them to return. Counting the Planes, Stuart Stotts. In World War II, I led a crew fixing B-17s. Working close on the South England coast With the best buddies I've ever seen We were torn from our lives, our towns and our wives Like a million other men We all paid a price, it was no sacrifice I'd gladly do it again We welded, we soldered, we pried out the flak Like slivers from aluminum skin Patched with sweat and the parts we could get We sent them out flying again But early each day I stood on the runway I made the sign of the cross Looking up high to the eastern sky See how many we lost We were counting the planes one by one Counting the planes in the morning sun Shining steel and glass and chrome Count the planes coming home They were 20-year-old flyboys on all-night runs Grinning cocky and bold 
When their oxygen masks came off at last They looked 80 years old Night after night through a fiery rain They dodged dart and dive They said when death is just one shell away It's when you feel most alive Well it didn't take long till we all learned to be Indifferent at any chance Cause the kid who flew off with a thumbs up sign Might be lost that night over France And if I had cried even one little tear What flood might be released I stood on the asphalt biting my lip Looking off to the east Counting the planes one by one Counting the planes in the morning sun Shining steel and glass and chrome Count the planes coming home Now it's just ancient history Let's sit with granddad tonight Nobody listens to an old man like me Except to be polite I've got three bits of flack in a small paper sack And the memories that I keep But 60 years later and a lifetime away I know tonight in my sleep I'll be counting the planes one by one Counting the planes in the morning sun Shining steel and glass and chrome Count the planes coming home Counting the Plains by Stuart Stotts is one of the fine tracks from Elder Voices, and you find Stuart via stuartstotts.com. Stotts again, S-T-O-T-T-S, stuartstotts.com. And Counting the Plains is one of them. Now, you did all this interviewing with people. Was that all for songs, or were you writing about this? I mean, it seems with so many stories like that, what do you do with all these stories? Well, I did a a couple, uh, I don't remember how many, three or four performances of the material. It was a little grant that I got. So I definitely included narrative as well when I was doing that, because some things don't naturally lend themselves to songs. You know, another part of what I do is both storytelling, and I I tend to tell old stories, uh, myths and folk tales and so on, as opposed to personal stories. I do tell some of those, but mostly it's older stories. And then, you know, I write some books as well. 
Would you talk a little bit more about what kind of books do you write? I mean, history tomes or maybe physics manuals? I don't know. <laughs> yes, advanced calculus textbooks. Of course. <laughs> yes, you know, that's in my spare time. Of course, it's going to be math, counting the planes. We're on a the theme here. That's exactly right. I assume you've read them all, Mark. So, you know, we can talk about those later off air. But uh, <laughs> So a lot of what I've written, I would describe as historical, sort of upper elementary, middle school, biography in particular. One book I wrote is about a woman named Ludie Stearns, who started the traveling library program in Wisconsin, late 1890s and so on. Just a fantastic woman, feminist and adventurer and progressive, you know, friend with the La Follettes and Jane Addams, people like that. I love her. She's a complete heroine of mine. And then some other books, I wrote a book about Father Grappi, who was a civil rights activist in Milwaukee in the 60s around the fair housing marches. And then one called We Shall Overcome, a song that changed the world. And it's a pretty good example of where the intersection between story, history, and song comes. I was thinking about, you know, what songs have changed the world? And you can think of like La Marseillaise, you know, in, in France and you know, John Lennon's Imagine, maybe, and others that might come to mind. But it seemed to me that We Shall Overcome had a particular spot kind of at the top of that pyramid. So I played around with different ideas for how to tell the story and eventually settled on telling the story of the song as if it were a biography of the song, in a way. And I interviewed Pete Seeger a number of times to get his version and talk to Guy Carawan, whose name is also on the copyright, and eventually wrote this book called We Shall Overcome, A Song That Changed the World. It was published by Houghton Mifflin. But the other thing that drew me to the song is that when my father was a professor, I had just moved to Chicago as a professor, brand new. It was in 1963, and the president of the seminary asked my father into his office and said, you know, Jack, we've got a situation down in, I think it was South Carolina, it might have been North Carolina, but where one of our students has been arrested for singing on the steps of the courthouse. And we'd like you to go down there with other clergy and show our support for this situation. And, you know, my dad was, I don't know, like I say, young, young family and so on. And he, he said, oh, okay. And he had a history of that kind of activism. And, and then he asked the president, said, well, what song did he sing? And the president said, we shall overcome. So you can imagine that there was a time when singing the song, we shall overcome on the steps of the county courthouse in the South would be enough to get you hauled off to jail. That tells you something about the power of singing in general and that song in particular. So I began to talk with people and, you know, write the book and it's a long process. But one of the interesting stories was uh, Peter Berryman. If you know Peter, the Peter and Lou Berryman, the musicians here in Madison, the incredible songwriter and, and great presences. When Peter and Lou were young, living in Vancouver and kind of back in the Vietnam days and so on, and they're walking down the street and they're, you know, they look like hippies, you know, and they see a guy coming who clearly is not of that political persuasion, should we say. And there's kind of this tense approach on the sidewalk and the guy walks by them. And as he does, he kind of whispers out of the side of his mouth, we shall overcome not in a good way. And I thought, wow, wow, that says a lot about the power of the song, too, that it represents a whole side of the political debate that is enough to say, we shall overcome, you know, as a way to put someone down. So anyway, that book I'm very proud of is a 
way that all these different themes come together. It's been so inspirational to so many people and continues to be. So folks, do remember to check out via stuartstots.com. You'll find some connections to Stuart and his books, including We Shall Overcome. But right now we've got to have some more music for Song of the Soul. This song is called Cannot Stop the Spring. And it was about a, a young man named Benjamin Lindner, killed in Nicaragua, back when uh, that was all sort of going on in the 80s, the Contras and so on. What struck me was he was also a juggler and a, sort of a, a friend of children, even as he was doing activism down there. And apparently, although I haven't been there, there's a park in Managua that's a memorial to him. And on it is this phrase, they may kill all the flowers, but they cannot stop the spring. While I don't have a huge tolerance or desire to have a whole lot of heavy political songs, this one, there is some hope in it, but it, it, it does have a heavier feel than uh, many songs I've written about issues. And it's got pan flutes, right? It does. It was a great, actually, I, what I love about this is I love the production of it. This group that was here in Madison that played sort of South American music came in and did the percussion and the pan flutes. And, and I just, I loved the way it sounded at that level anyway. It's got a really special sound to it. And as Stuart says, it's maybe a little bit darker, a little bit heavier, but it plays exactly within my soul. It's called Cannot Stop the Spring by Stuart Stotts. happy, not to fight in wars. It was the winds of metal that drew me to these shores. Fear is like a magnet, it pulls at every pore. At times I feel my terror start to cling. They may kill all of the flowers, kill all of the flowers, though they kill all of the flowers, they cannot stop the spring. Like some formal battleground On one side skull and bones The other side a clown And my blood was staining all the valleys green They may kill all of the flowers Kill all of the flowers Though they kill all of the flowers They cannot stop the spring Kill all of the flowers, they cannot 
stop the spring. You can find Stuart Stott's music on stuartstotts.com, including that song, Cannot Stop the Spring, from his recording, Come to the Well. And of course, he's on the other usual suspects places where you can get music and track it down there. And that one feels particularly deep to me in a beautiful way. Again, today, Stuart, we've been presenting essentially your grown-up music, music that you're not necessarily taking in to the fifth graders. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> and, That's right. And yet, the way that I first learned about you through Bruce O'Brien was connection through the Children's Music Network. We haven't talked about that hardly at all. Do you continue in your association with that group? What role did you play in it? I was at the very first Children's Music Network gathering back in 1990, it was, a group of about 30 of us at a camp in New Jersey. It was intended to be not only for people who play music for kids, but who play music for kids with a certain intention, an intention of promoting certain values like you know, cooperation, environmentalism, multiculturalism, etc., and it's an amazing group of people. These are people who have fed my soul now for 30 years with their musicianship, but also their commitment to kids. We uh, continue to have gatherings every year and share songs along the way. So for people who are interested in children's music, it's a great place to find like-minded souls if you're bent that way. On the Children's Music Network website, you'll find particularly a few different pools of music that are very valuable to draw on. So please do go to Children's Music Network to test that out. The link is on nordenspiritradio.org. And Stuart, one more song for Song of the Soul. How can we conclude? I realize that so much of my work has been with, you know, kids in the education system and so on. I'm so grateful to have been able to do that. I was learning about the early childhood world, and my wife Heather had a job as a director of a child care center for a while, and I sort of learned about what it meant to be a teacher in that setting, which is very different than what it means to be a teacher in an elementary school in terms of pay, in terms of respect, in terms of benefits, in terms of professionalism, all those things. So once again, I went around and collected a bunch of stories, and these were stories drawn from sitting in a circle with early childhood teachers and other related folks. And out of that came a whole batch of songs called I'm a Teacher, Not a Babysitter. This is one of the songs that was part of that. It's written from a kid's perspective, and it comes from one of the regulators' comments to me, who essentially said, my job is to make sure that the light sockets are covered and the, the food is adequate and that there aren't too many kids and et cetera. He said, but, but she said, what I really wish for is the following, and that became the song. I wish that every child had someone who was just like crazy about them. That sometimes it's a grandparent who feels that way. My grandmother like just loved me. But for teachers to feel that you are really special to a teacher can make a huge difference to a kid. So that's really what the song's about. Actually, when I was first listening to it, I was not completely convinced that it's really about kids. I think a lot of us adults need that same kind of sense of love and belonging and fitting. We'll always have home because we don't stop needing home once we pass the age of 18. 
That's right. And, you know, the last verse is essentially about that, that we all need this. So I completely agree with you, this idea that there's somebody in the world who just, like, loves you up, you know? So. <laughs> well, I'm sure you get a lot of loving up with all the music and the love that you send into the world through your music. We're going to finish Stuart Stott's Song of the Soul with Crazy About Me. But first, I just want to thank you so much for your decades of carrying good music, music with values through Children's Music Network for grown-ups, for wanting to make the world a better place, which is what Northern Spirit Radio is all about. So I thank you for carrying that torch and lighting the way for so many people and for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Well, Mark, thank you for helping to spread not just what we talked about today, but all of the different people you featured there to connect folks who care about the soul and music and so on. It's great work that just takes place at a really important level. And it's been a delight to talk with you, too. So thank you. Thank you, Stuart. We're going out with Stuart Stott's final song. His website, stuartstotts.com. Links on nordenspiritradio.org. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program, and we'll see you again next week for Song of the Soul. Here is Crazy About Me. I need someone to feed me and hold me when I cry. I need someone to keep me warm and keep me dry. That's just the basics if you want to know the key. I need someone crazy about me. I need someone crazy about me Not because I'm perfect or cause I'm acting good Not because you're paid or because you think you should Excited and delighted for whoever I might be I need someone crazy about me I need someone crazy about me I don't need a hundred to walk up and adore me But I need one who's completely there for me Look into my eyes and see what you can see I need someone crazy about me I need someone crazy about me Dramatically emphatic Ecstatic and wild Need somebody for every child Gaga and goo goo And flipping your lid Not just for me But for every kid You might know my family You might know my name You need to see the spark in me And coax it to a flame And I'll begin to like an apple tree I need someone crazy about me I need someone crazy about me to shine and wants to bloom it's no secret we all know it's true you need 
need someone crazy about you. You need someone crazy about you. I need someone to feed me. Someone to keep me warm and keep me dry. That's just the basics. If you wanna know the key, I need someone crazy about me. I need someone crazy about me. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.